Hi, I'm Brian. And I'm Michaela. And this is Drink the Movies. A podcast where each week we try to recreate a classic movie drink and discuss the movie that inspired it. Thanks for joining us. Now let's drink the movies. Hey, Brian. Uh, hey, Michaela. Hey, you know Dasher, right? Oh my gosh, I, I do. I do know Dasher, and, yes. And Dancer, and Prancer, and Vixen. <laughs> do you know them? Yes. And Comet, and Cupid, and Donner, and Blitzen, and uh, and uh, Mrs. Donner, uh, too, for that matter. Uh, that's, that's what right. we got uh, coming this week. So hello, and welcome to episode 149 of Drink the Movies. I am Brian here, as always, with Michaela and uh, eight shiny reindeer uh, this week. So, Michaela. You know, we're going through our holiday movies. We have a bit of a history here with some holiday movies that drink the drink the movies. Uh, that's how we got started. So we've been going through every year and it's, you know, we'll pick a couple of holiday movies. We always throw one in. That's one of our favorites and uh, one of my favorites. I don't know if it's one of your favorites or not. But we're going to find out soon. But that is the 1964 Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Uh, I love it. I love I yeah. love how creepy it is. I love how like grumpy and mean Santa is. Uh, I love all the things about it. Uh, what yeah. What about you? Do you love Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? <laughs> I do love Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, probably not for any of the reasons that you do. You are basically wow. the Santa, which is fu- kind of funny. You're like, I need more work. This song is awful. But it's Christmas be, time. Yeah, it's Christmas time. Remember, it's for Santa. I love it because uh, this is a great story in general about um, how people's differences and, uh, it, you know, abilities can all be used for the greater good. And not everybody has to be this cookie cutter version of whatever uh, person or reindeer it is that you think is is good. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think this is a great story for children. I think a lot of people totally miss that uh, as they get older, they become jaded and they just think this is uh, kind of a story that, that loses it. But that's one of the reasons why I love it. And I don't know what you're talking about, about scary. There's nothing scary <laughs> except for the abominable snowman who did actually scare the crap out of me as a child i did uh, not uh, like yeah. it when i was like really little but now now it's fine i know it's they're just a they're, they're they're adorable all these little characters and i am like santa a uh, little bit although uh key difference here i would not be turning away uh mrs claus food uh i'd be ready to go uh come christmas day for sure so uh let's do this michaela we're going to go we're going to have to save christmas you know with rudolph we're gonna have to fly through some some uh dense fog, uh, winter storms, all those things. So what we're going to need is a good cocktail to help us do that. So let's do this. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back to whip up this week's drink. This week, we're mixing up a delicious batch of Glühwein. I hope I'm saying that right. Am mm-hmm. I saying that right? Yeah. Glühwein. Glühwein. I, there's no tea. There's no tea in it. Um, And it's going to help us fight through that wintry storm. You know, this reminds me of the opening scene with Burl Ives as the... uh as Sam, I think he's Sam, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Sam, mm-hmm. the uh, yep. the really sweet, uh, all-knowing, very wise snowman, right? That's right. Um, yes. I think it would make him happy. It would probably melt his his little snowy heart. But um, Glühwein is a tradition just like Rudolph is, and maybe it's it's longer than the than the tradition of watching Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, but uh, but just as tasty, just as good, just as heartwarming. Just as tasty, just as good, just as heartwarming. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, this week we're talking about Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. um, And there are a lot of like Rudolph uh, cocktails and like uh, uh, reindeer cocktails. And they're all some sort of uh, sickeningly sweet uh, martini with like little like antlers uh, sticking out of it somehow or another. Maybe like a little like maraschino cherry giving you a red nose. So we thought that that was okay, right? Uh, But that's that's kind of one note. We wanted to 
try and branch out, think of something a little bit different. So we're, you know, we put our heads together and we're like, well, you know, kind of the kind of the key component to Rudolph is that he saves Christmas, right? Uh, you know, he gets he gets like outcast from from Christmas Town, basically, but he comes back to save Christmas, save everyone's butts uh, and get uh, gifts to all of the worthy girls and boys. So what are you going to need to do if there's a big giant snowstorm? And like you said, right at the beginning of the film, they're showing like newsreel of like all these blizzards and stuff. Makes me cold to watch Rudolph, but you know what makes me warm? That is some glue vine. Uh, Michaela. So this is like a German staple. If you're ever fortunate enough to go to Germany uh, from the time between like Thanksgiving and Christmas, uh, you're going to go to a Christmas market. It's going to be amazing. There's a lot of German style Christmas markets that have popped up uh, all around the country, all around other countries in the world. It is a classic of classic things. And Glühwein is the classic of classic Christmas treats. It sure is. And I have to say, uh, we were really cool in that we found a really great glue vine recipe that you uh, put your stamp of approval in. If anybody didn't know, uh, Brian and his lovely bride, they spent a few years in Germany. So uh, mm -hmm. I, I defer to him on all things, all things European uh, for that reason. And so this was the recipe that you were able to find. But we also found a really uh, cool mocktail that we're going to talk about a little bit because... This has alcohol in it. I, I think in Germany, it's it's it's. I don't know if they give this to kids or not. But if you uh, don't want to have any alcohol and you still want that warm kind of, I don't know, wintry, cinnamony sweetness, this the uh, a good mocktail. This we we found one for you. So that's that's exciting. That's right. Yeah, it's going to warm you up um, in all the right ways for sure. Uh, coming this uh, Christmas time and. Yeah, we found a really good mocktail. It, it gets really, really close, actually, to the to the real deal. So we'll talk you through uh, how to make this. Um, this particular one came from allrecipes.com, but there's a bunch of these if you type in Glühwein, and they're all sort of generally the kind of the same rift on all these things. So what you're going to do, this is pretty simple to put together. You could do this in a crock pot. That's going to be amazing. That's going to keep warm all day for your uh, you know winter parties and stuff like that. But go ahead and throw in three quarters of a cup of water, three quarters of a cup of sugar, a one cinnamon stick. Go ahead and throw that into a saucepan, put it over some heat and let that sugar dissolve. And once that sugar dissolves, what you're going to do is you're going to take an orange, like a medium sized orange, cut that in half and squeeze all of the juice out into the saucepan. And then go ahead and throw those orange, the halves of the orange in there, along with 10 whole cloves. Now you can go ahead and push those cloves into the orange if you want. That's going to make it easier to fish them out. If you don't feel like doing that, just go ahead and throw your 10 cloves in there. You're just going to have to, you know, get them out of there with like a slotted spoon something like that uh, once it comes time to drink this thing. So uh, basically put your orange juice and your cloves in there, and then you're going to simmer it for like a half an hour. Um, it's going to get syrupy and rich. It's going to make your kitchen smell nice, all that stuff. Uh, and then after the half hour, go ahead and pour in uh, one bottle of red wine. Uh, I think we used a Cabernet uh, last yesterday when we were making this up, uh, Michaela, but you could certainly use like a Merlot or like a German red wine, uh, kind of what, kind of whatever you want. Don't go, don't go crazy, like high end on this, you know, just like a, like a $12, $15 uh, bottle of red wine is going to get you right where you need to be. Uh, and then you're going to let that uh, kind of warm up for the next five or so minutes. Uh, and then you're going to ladle it out into a cup, a Christmassy cup, sip and enjoy. Uh, you're, you're welcome. Merry Christmas. And uh, thank you. Thank you for saving the day, Rudolph. Hey, thank you for saving the day, Rudolph. I, I love this because when we took, uh, we were able to do this together um, and it was cold out and uh, it was perfect for it. And uh, seeing the joy spread across your face, you took one sip and you're like, you know, I think that's pretty on point. And I knew that this, this is the recipe to end all recipes. Now, to be fair, 
uh, it's going to make a little over a bottle of wine. Now, if you wanted to do a mocktail instead, uh, do two cups of cherry juice, two cups of pomegranate juice instead of the uh, bottle of red wine. And there mm -hmm. you have it. Uh, it's the same thing. It's super easy to make. It really, it just takes a little bit of time. Um, and it's so tasty. And I have to say, as soon as we drank our cup, I was like, I need to go and get another cup. And then after that second cup, I was like, I really should have made more. Um, I definitely yep. think putting this in a crock pot, uh, whether it's the the mocktail or the, the alcoholic version, that is the way to go. Um, do it for Christmas. Do it for Christmas Eve. Have it at a party. Something like that. Because this is so easy and it is so good. I just felt so Christmassy. It really was like the opening of the Christmas season all over again for me. It was so great. Yeah, absolutely. And the the mocktail version with the cherry and pomegranate is really good. Like I said, it, it's it's really close um, to like the the flavor profile of like a Merlot. Uh, if you're familiar with that type of wine, there with the the pomegranate and cherry notes. Um, there's some tannin in the cherry juice and the tart cherry juice for sure. So um, it's going to be really close. So give that a try. Let us know what you think about Gluevine or if you have any other Gluevine experiences or pictures of yourself going to Christmas markets. We want to see that stuff for sure. Uh, but what, now what we need to do, Michaela, is we need to go back in our time machines uh, tonight. 1964, uh, when the world was ready for Rudolph to save the day. So let's do that. Let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back to chat about this week's film, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. On Sunday, December 4th, Burl Ives again tells the exciting new story of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer on the General Electric Fantasy Hour. The date, Sunday, December 4th. Join Rudolph in a trip to the island of misfit toys. Meet Yukon Cornelius, the funniest prospector of the North. Gad, Zeus, the bumble snow monster of the North strikes again. <laughs> Meet Santa's elves and hear seven original Christmas songs. Burl sings... Have a holly jolly Christmas, it's the best time of the year. I don't know if there'll be snow, but have a cup of cheer. It's a holly jolly Christmas special for the entire family. Don't miss Rudolph, Sunday, December 4th, in color on most of these stations. Spoiler warning for Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. If you've not seen this movie, uh, I don't know, you've been living under a rock probably, um, but we're going to talk about it and we're going to talk about uh, the song that everyone's probably also heard. So if you don't know how this ends... <laughs> <laughs> I, I got nothing for you is basically what I'm saying. Uh, we're cause we're going to talk about it, but we're, we're also going to talk about all of the other side, the side stories that go with this, because it's not just uh, about a red nosed reindeer named Rudolph that saves Christmas. It's about a bunch of other things too. And we're going to talk about all those. So you've been, you've been warned. You've yeah. been warned. Yeah, the the song that you've no doubt heard on the radio at least one time uh, this season has already spoiled the uh, story for you as well. Uh, let's see. So this came out in 1964. It was directed by Larry Romer, and it stars Billy Mae Richards, who voices Rudolph. Larry D. Mann voices Yukon Cornelius, our silver and gold prospector. Paul Souls is voicing Hermie, our dissatisfied elf who just wants to be a dentist. Janice Orenstein uh, stars as Clarice, our lovable uh, doe, who's going to fall mad in love with Rudolph, no doubt. Stan Francis as Santa and Burl Ives is playing Sam the Snowman and also serving as our story's narrator. Uh, so, Michaela, 
Uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, it originally debuted on December the 6th, 1964. Um, and the story features some stop-motion animation, uh, you know, telling of the story of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, which began its life as a poem written for Montgomery Ward's department store in 1939 by Robert L. May. Uh, you might not be familiar with Montgomery Ward. There used to be one uh, where I grew up. We would go there. It's, it's It started life as like a, like a mail order uh business kind of thing and then it was a department store uh kind of kind of like macy's oh, yeah. basically um but Montgomery reward was a big deal and uh, part of their uh holiday flyers they would put these stories out that's where this poem came out uh and that was in 1939 uh, in 1948 there was a theatrical short animated film which was based on the poem and then the following year in 1948 rudolph would strike it big time when Robert L. May's brother-in-law, Johnny Marks, would turn the poem into a song. Gina Autry would sing it, and it would be a number one U.S. Billboard hit. So, welcome to the big time, Rudolph. Welcome to the big time, Rudolph, indeed. Now, did you ever uh, go to Montgomery Ward? Because I grew oh, yeah. up going to Montgomery Ward. Oh, yeah. It, it was yeah. like a total thing. And at Christmas time, it really became like this wonderland uh, where you could, you uh, all these things, you'd get the catalog and you could go look and then you could go to the actual store and like see all the things. It was so cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, and I compared it to Macy's and now there's Macy's pretty much everywhere. But, you know, kind of the time we were growing up, that wasn't really the case. I don't think Macy's really extended much past like like the Northeast, right? Like New York was Macy's and then kind of everywhere else was Montgomery Ward, I think, or at least, you know, kind of like the middle part of the country anyway. So, yeah, mm -hmm. so Montgomery Ward is a big deal. That's where you go and get all of your stuff. It was just a big, huge department store. Um, so it was a big deal. And, you know, it's kind of fun to think that this was, you know, a poem written, you know, for for that, you know, as commercial as uh, as uh, Christmas is going to be here in this sense and uh rudolph definitely uh has some commercial appeal right so obviously that number one billboard hit for uh the gene autry song uh but you know it also got turned into like viewmaster reels uh comic book series uh there was a little golden book uh you know which kept the story of rudolph going until 1964 when rankin and bass productions would greenlight their kind of newest television adaptation and send it out to audience so the rankin and bass uh production here the story we're talking about today michaela that was based solely off the song not about the poem at all uh the poem is a little bit different than the song so that's kind of uh where that's that's coming into play here is you know based off of the song um and you know that basically kind of kind of set off you know this this family christmas events going right so you had like the grinch i think the following year and um you know all of this stuff that kind of fell on the footsteps of rudolph the red-nosed reindeer yeah yeah it started it all so anybody uh and that's why I, I feel like these these come in packets. If you were going to go and you say, I mm -hmm, want to buy a copy mm -hmm. of this, you could purchase a packet uh, where the, there's this and then like Santa Claus is coming to town. Um, but it really all started with this film, which is so interesting uh, because it was made. It was a TV special. It wasn't actually a film. So if you go look it up uh, and you don't remember the name, I guess it, it's going to be under um TV shows and not movies, fun fact, um, which which always is where I've it's stored it somewhere incorrectly on my on my uh, on my database. But um, this film, I, I just we got to talk about the the stop the stop animation because the opening sequence is mm -hmm, mm -hmm. very uh, it's super nostalgic for me because you have, like you said at the beginning of this podcast. You've got all these newsreels and like uh, 
I don't know if they're fake uh, newspapers or not. They they look right, like yeah. they might be faked, uh, but they, but but at the time they they look pretty realistic. And it was all about this blizzard that comes in, and then like we end up kind of going into this flurried area of Christmas Town, which is the North Pole, and you see all these really cool um, uh, cast uh, and and um, kind of credits that are done overlaid with these like claymation Christmas trees mm -hmm. and they're all covered in like clay snow. And it's just really, really cool the way that they got that to work. Um, and I don't mm -hmm. pretend how to know how all of the special effects were done, but it holds up so beautifully because it's, it, it or maybe it doesn't, but our nostalgia is blinded <laughs> to, no, it, to that it, because it, it, it still here. looks great. It does. It does look great. Yeah, you get the get the newsreel up front and then you get, uh, you know, Burl Ives coming in to narrate and uh, playing Sam the Snowman. That's that's one of the shots that I always go back to is kind of that very first thing is you get Sam the Snowman coming in and he's leaving like a trail of his uh, of his like snowman body, like in the snow as he's going through. So, you know, like the attention to detail on this stuff, it looks it looks really, really cool you know in this in the stop motion uh kind of feature there so you know he's kind of kind of telling us you know getting us uh, used to christmas town and then we're going to go and meet you know kind of the hero of our story here uh rudolph a newly born rudolph here in uh christmas town he gets uh santa claus going to visit him rudolph is the son of donner and mrs donner uh, i guess <laughs> and uh you know santa's santa's pretty happy right i guess donner is like the lead of the of the reindeer team mm. uh so obviously you know donner's uh, you know the son is going to be next in line, heir apparent to lead uh, Santa's sleigh. Uh, but uh, unfortunately for poor Rudolph, uh, he was born with a nose so bright. It's a lovely name, Rudolph. Hey, he knows his name already. Papa, Mama. He's, he's got a shiny nose. It's a, it's a shiny? I'd even say it glows. He was born with a red nose, which, of course, his mo his mom is like, oh, well, we'll just have to overlook it. And here's the deal. This was like, what? What did you say? 1964 when this came out? Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. I think if you if you're born with a with a child that looks different um, or or something like that, you are faced with a choice. And I think in this it, it's no different now. <laughs> um, what I found interesting was that the mom was like, well, you know, it's, it's fine. We'll just we'll just deal with it. Right. Well, we'll simply have to overlook it. Now how can you overlook that? His beak blinks like a blinking beacon. And he was like, absolutely not. And Donner was like, absolutely <laughs> not. I don't know who was playing him, but his voice was like a was mix best, yeah. between like annoying yeah, Paul, and like overbearing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Was he also Connor? Because I feel like, oh, Comet. Yeah. It was kind of the same like uh, cadence of speaking where he's like no son of mine is gonna have a red nose and we're just gonna cover it up and right in time for like santa to show up as they're having this argument and you know poor rudolph he's really smart he knows who santa is like immediately i wouldn't know anybody uh if i was only 10 minutes old but he's like able to speak he's able to sing mm -hmm, a little mm -hmm. bit He's playing yep. with this jingle jangle song that they're doing, and it's really cute. But then, great uh, bouncing icebergs. Like, <laughs> Santa's like freaking out because of his nose. Yep. Really, shame on you, Santa. 
Shame on shame on you, Santa. Yeah, Santa Santa is a curmudgeon throughout this whole thing. Um, I really like uh, kind of in this section they uh when Donner like he covers his nose up right with some like mud, and that's also a really cool effect when he's like putting his hoof like through this mud and he like puts it on top of his nose so no one will know. But then he still has like a giant nose because it's just covered up with with mud. But then I really like uh, Rudolph's voice. He gets all like super like stuffed up sounding, you know, like he's uh yeah. dealing with his uh winter <laughs> winter uh, allergies there. Um. It, yeah and you know santa just he's not having it he's like uh nope uh terrible what's wrong with you donner <laughs> having such a terrible terrible uh kid rudolph uh never gonna lead the sleigh uh with your red nose um and you know rudolph is not the only outcast that we're going to meet here in the story michaela because kind of after this first introduction to rudolph we're going to go and meet some of santa's elves uh they're there in the workshop having a good time the the foreman elf uh, seems a bit of a stickler uh you know for getting your job done but there's one elf in particular that seems to be struggling with that, and that is Hermie, who is voiced by Paul Souls. Fun fact, Paul Souls also voiced Spider-Man in the original Spider-Man uh, cartoon series in the late 1960s, so that's pretty fun, but Hermie doesn't want to be an elf. Hermie wants to be an honest. Well, sir, someday I'd like to be a, a dentist. A dentist? Hermie wants to be a dentist, and it's so cute. Uh... Because let's be clear, Hermie is the the sweetest, most like happy elf to be exactly who he is, right? Um, I feel like mm -hmm. there's there's a lot of things that we could take from watching this. If your son or your your friend was like, "Hey, I know everybody's doing this, but I want to do this instead," or "I I feel like I'm I'm this instead," we should listen to them. But oh no, head elf like freaks out, and he's like, "You, you're gonna, you're gonna learn how to be an elf and like it. You're gonna wiggle your ears and you're gonna sing hee hee and ho ho and and who wants to be a dentist? That's stupid. That's ridiculous." Um, but Hermie, you know, this is when uh, the the idea of the misfit comes on, right? Because he starts to sing this, mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. where he, you know, he, just because he doesn't fit in uh, means he's the a misfit. And where is he going to go? And what is he going to do? And, and and to Hermes' credit, he's like, I don't need this. I'm going to go run away. That's fine. I I don't need you people. And what's sad is that there are children out there who are who need who needs to take take a piece out of Hermes' uh take a piece of paper out of his. Uh, playbook there and say, you know what? I'm still going to be true to myself and I'm going to go find my way. And that's what happens to that, Hermie. We love that. That That's right. Hermie doesn't like to make toys, uh, what they, uh, they say. Hermie doesn't like to make toys. Hermie doesn't like to make toys. Hermie doesn't like to make toys. Uh, which is really pretty great. And and yeah, Hermie is going to go uh, down his own path, right? So he has to stay late at work, uh, which is bad. His elf boss is like, you know, you got to stay here and fish making your toys. Get your head out of the clouds, Hermie. What is wrong with you? Uh, so Hermie's there. And uh, what's he doing? He's not working at all. He's trying to fix like this doll's teeth. And his boss comes back in, busts him. And he's like, what, what are you even talking about, a dentist? How do you know how to be a dentist? We're at the North Pole. Uh, your job is to make toys. So Hermie decides to slip out in the night. And no one finds out about this right away, right? Until Santa Claus is watching elf rehearsal there. They're singing their elf song. They're the We Are Santa's Elves. And uh, maybe my favorite line of like the whole movie is after they're done. And Santa's just like, eh, need some work. I gotta go. <laughs> hmm. Well, it needs work. I have to go. And, and, and Mrs. Claus is like, oh, Santa, come back. I mean, she's like the nicest, like, She's trying to get him to eat because he won't eat. He needs to be fat. I mean, I, you know, and then she's like, you need Nobody to be happier. Nobody wants a skinny Santa. Nobody wants a skinny Santa. Um, 
I, I love I love that they immediately are like, the tenor section was weak. What is happening? And they're like, well, Hermie's not here. And so uh, Hermie's like, I'm out. I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm going to go be a dentist. I'm going to go find. I'm going to be independent, which is, which is a great. In, independent. I'm That's right. Be yeah, they, on my they own. Have... They have they have dolls that walk and talk and blink and uh, run a temperature or something yep, I think but yep. no uh, no chewing no chewing dolls don't need a dentist there I like he uh, like jumps out of the window and he like falls into a snowdrift uh, which is pretty fun too so uh, yeah so there is our one uh, misfits our one outcast there Hermie uh, Rudolph is about uh, to become a true outcast himself because you know he's he's been living life with the you know the covered up nose there he's you know keeping his like mud on top of it and he's going and what do you do you go and play your reindeer games. Uh, that's what you go. Is it is like coach like Blitzen? Is that who's doing the? Uh, no, it's the, Comet uh, or Comet Comet. Yeah, that's right. Comet has like a like a cool like blonde hair <laughs> sort of thing sticking up. Um, I like that. And all of the all of the reindeer are there to learn how to fly. And, you know, they're all kind of struggling with it. So what's what's the surefire way to get Rudolph to fly? That is to find some young love with Clarice. Uh, Clarice. Now, here, here's again, true love, right? Because she she asks him, she says, is, your, is everything okay with your nose? Because you talk kind of funny. And he's like, what's the matter with the way I talk? By the way, Billy Mae Richards, who plays Rudolph, also plays Tenderheart Bear in all of the original Care Bear series. So she's amazing. Mm -hmm. And we are so grateful for her voice. Uh, back to the, back to the, back to the plot. Um, he, she... Clarice doesn't mind at all. She's like, look, I don't mind. I don't mind that he has a red... She doesn't mind that he ends up showing off that he has a red nose. He gets so excited because she thinks he's cute and she, like, gives him a kiss on the cheek or something that he flies. I'm, I'm so cute. <laughs> I'm cute. I'm cute. Magnificent. And he flies like crazy. And, of course, the, um, the coach comet is like, this is amazing. And... Uh, Santa is like, this is awesome. This is so great. And then it turns out that his his nose kind of mud thing comes off. And uh, his friend Fireball is like, what's going on? You're so weird looking. And it's such a shame because then, of course, they're like, no one's going to play any reindeer games with Rudolph. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, Coach Comet is the worst. He's like, what, what the blinking beacon <laughs> or something? It's great. Yeah, and he's like, he's like, all right, all right, kids, everyone, uh, ignore and ostracize uh, Rudolph there because of his uh, glowing red nose. I like S Santa even shows up right, and he's like, oh, good job, Donner. Your kid's good at flying. Like Santa completely forgot that he had a red nose from like two minutes ago uh, when he just met this kid. Uh, so yeah, so that's bad, right? So, you know, but you know, Clarice had promised or. Rudolph had promised to watch walk Clarice home. So, you know, Rudolph runs out of there, you know, with his uh, tail tucked because, you know, he just got got yelled at by by all the adults in the room, getting made fun of by all the kids in the room. But, you know, Clarice is in it. Clarice uh, sees something in Rudolph and she still wants to be walked home. She sings the prettiest song in all of the thing. There's always tomorrow, I think, is the name of it. Uh, that's really nice. They're walking through the woods. But, you know, Rudolph. You know, even though he's caught the eye and the attention of Clarice and she seems pretty good, he doesn't know about all this, right? He thinks that he might need to get out of there, too. And that's when Fortune is going to come in and put Hermie and Rudolph together on a whirlwind adventure to find their place in the land of Santa Claus. That's right. And it's one of my favorite songs where they both say, hey, you know, we're both misfits. We want to be independent. Let's be independent together, which is um, <laughs> basically the way I live my entire life. So that's great. Um, mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. they uh, they they go and decide they're gonna they're gonna 
kind of make their way through these snowy mountains. And again, I love this shot. Um, there's this abominable snow monster uh, that's kind of kind of following behind them because of course, uh, Rudolph no Rudolph's nose is really bright and he can see it. And so like there's this, it's not really a chase scene, but it's kind of a chase scene where the snow monster is kind of behind these mountains and um, really kind of scary. Mm -hmm. the, the musical score is really building. Um, and so uh, they end up finding uh, Yukon Cornelius, uh, who is a prospector. And if you don't know what that is, it means that they like searching for gold or silver. Um, Yukon doesn't know. He changes his mind all the time. He ends up finding a lot more ice than anything else. That's for sure. A lot more ice. I love it. I love uh, Yukon Cornelius is great. He's got a awesome like a mustache beard kind of thing. He's got a pickaxe he throws into the air and it falls and he like licks it to see if he's found any uh, silver or gold. Uh, that's really good um, there. And yeah, I really like kind of you know, the section where they're like traversing, you know, the the landscape, right? And they keep seeing Bumble, you know, the abominable uh, snowman there. And it comes in and it's like a 1920s, like uh, monster, like feature, right? He's going through and like the music like swells up. It sounds exactly like that. Uh, that's so great. Um, but, you know, they're running away and they have to go. And one of the things that Yukon uh, is helpful with is he kind of knows about the abominable snowman. He's probably had an encounter or two with him and he knows the Bumbles can't swim. Uh, so they're going to go ahead and make themselves a makeshift raft on this iceberg. Uh, and go to get away from Bumble. Now, that's great. Uh, you know, one problem solved, but a new problem now is they're going to a completely different land, and that is to the island of Misfit Toys. Uh, they turn up, there are a bunch of toys singing there, telling them uh, all of the tragic tales about how kids don't want to play with these Misfit Toys, so they got sent away to this island. <laughs> they got they got shipped off. Uh, come on, come on, Santa Claus, what are you doing? These Misfit Toys. I mean, I do uh, have to get, say get this. Your act, get your act together. Get this your act is together. where, like, the Grimm's Brothers fairy tale kind of comes in, where it's like, man, this is dark, <laughs> you know? Um, these poor toys all have personalities and they're things like, there's a there, there's a goldfish and there's a there's a Charlie in the box instead of a Jack in the box. And then there's like a an elephant with polka dots on it, which looks totally cute and adorable. I don't know why somebody would want to play with a, a polka dotted elephant and a, and a doll. <laughs> we never find out what's wrong with the doll. We have no idea what's wrong, what's with, wrong the with the doll. The doll looks fine. Yeah. There's doll. like a, there's like a scooter. The scooter looks fine. Most of these things look fine. Um, even the, even the little toy pistol shoots jelly. That sounds, that sounds better to me. Yeah. Get, get some, get some jelly on your sandwich with your pistol. Come <laughs> on. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Island of Misfit Toys is pretty great. I like the song, you know, we are the Island of Misfit Toys. Uh, that's pretty good. My favorite part about that though, about the whole thing of the Island of Misfit Toys is they go and their king is a lion uh, that has wings and he is like, what's his name? It's like King Moon, Moon Racer, Moon Racer, Moon Racer, King Moon Racer. Uh, that is the greatest name in all of film history. Uh, I love it so much. Um, he goes, he has like this big giant voice and he's like, He's like, you can't stay here. You're not real misfits, even though uh, clearly Rudolph is with his shiny red nose and uh, Hermie is wanting to be uh, a dentist. You know, maybe Yukon isn't a, a you know, a misfit. He could, he could leave. But, you know, the rest of the rest of this crew is. But he does say that you can you can stay the night. And maybe if you make it back to see Santa Claus, uh, remind him that these misfit toys need a home, too. That's nice. That's a good that's a good message. Right. I mean, King Moon Racer is a winged lion. Surely he could fly to the North Pole and tell Santa himself, but whatever, it's fine. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm just, I'm being contrarian and poking holes in this, in this beautiful, this beautifully laid out plot. But I, I want to talk about this next scene because I love it so much when they are in this little cozy house and it is super windy and stormy outside. 
I wanted mm -hmm. to be in this house so much as a kid. They were like, it's all settled. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to wake up in the morning and we're all going to leave and it'll be fine. But Rudolph, he's like, I'm not having any of this. Um, I am going to go ahead and uh, go, go, go try and. Well, so yeah, so Rudolph <laughs> decides he needs to leave early because because right. the abominable snowman Bumble can smell yes. him, right? Because yes. he's a reindeer, and that's that's the one lesson that Donner taught his son before he <laughs> basically kicked him to the curb. He's like he's like, watch out for for this abominable snowman because right. he can smell uh, you can smell reindeer, and that's bad. And Rudolph knows if he keeps hanging out with these two, if he keeps hanging out with Hermie and Yukon, that he's going to get him get him killed, right? This thing's going to come and eat him. So he's like, I got to go off on my own. I got to protect my friends. Uh, maybe maybe these two could stay here in the island misfit toys. I'm going to get out of here um, and go on my way. Right. So that's what he does. He he's he doesn't want his nose to endanger his friends, which is so sad. Um, but uh, then we kind of take a break, right? So time passes. So we don't really know what happens to Rudolph for a while uh, or anybody else. Uh, but Rudolph has grown up. He's now kind of a young stag. Uh, it's probably only been a couple of months. I don't know how long that happens. I'm not a I'm not a zoologist, but um, but he does decide to return home, and he finds uh, that his parents and Clarice have been out searching for him. I want to talk about this though because this is great because the men are like, mm. all right, Clarice and Mom, you stay home. We're gonna to go find this kid and as soon as donner leaves the cave uh clarice and mom are like yeah i'm out of here dude <laughs> like uh, they have no idea where to go this is their fault anyway we're gonna go fix this as 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 you do as you do as the as as they do yeah that's that's exactly what happens right and rudolph turns back up and uh he's he goes like to to like the cave that they lived in and you know no one is there and yeah you know he eventually you know runs back across uh santa claus and santa claus is like no they all left to look for you dude so shouldn't have left even though we were all mean to you and basically made you leave so uh you know let bygones be bygones no big deal so so he's got to go back out and find uh, his parents now uh you know now he's he's a little bit older a little bit more more mature and uh kind of kind of knows what to do he knows all the dear things to do so he goes and he finds them but unfortunately all of these people who have been out looking for him now are trapped by bumble uh so they're going to have to come up with the greatest plan of them all uh which involves you know Hermie playing the role of bait and yukon cornelius uh getting this bumble knocked down uh with some sort of uh some sort of rock thing to the to the noggin that'll right. yeah no Hermie lures the monster out um and he's like oinking it's pretty funny <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then he, uh, the abominable's teeth gets pulled out, which is probably Hermes like favorite thing ever. Um, uh, mm -hmm. but then Yukon, oh, it's so sad because Yukon drives this monster over a cliff, uh, and he falls with it. And so we're like, he, you know, poor Rudolph is like, he's gone. And so we think that Yukon has sacrificed himself to, uh, to save, uh, everybody else and to, to finally, uh, do away with the, the, abominable snow monster once and for all um but they get to return home uh and everybody apologizes they don't really apologize they're like hey i mean we shouldn't have been mean eh, it's fine right like it's totally so, sorry you, it took you're that gonna so deal bad, with Rudolph. all this childhood trauma for the rest of your life but you know sorry about it mm. 
Eh, it's fine. It's fine. Because uh, Rudolph now is going to be the key figure in saving Christmas because they get back just in time, right? For Christmas Day. Uh, they get back. Everyone's like, oh, welcome back, Rudolph. Uh, but too bad Christmas is canceled because look at the storm rolling in. Uh, this blizzard's no good. Santa can't see. The rest of the reindeer can't see. Uh, you know, and as this as the snow is moving in, one thing is shining out uh, above the rest, and that is Rudolph's nose. Uh, so with your nose shining bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight, says Santa. Um, and of course you will. Because Rudolph is the bigger reindeer, the bigger person in this whole story. And he says, yeah, absolutely, I will, Santa. Uh, but here's the deal. We're going to make a make a pit stop. Island of Misfit Toys. We're going to go get those toys. We're going to deliver those to all the kids around the world. And everyone's going to be happy. Um, and uh, then you're all going to herald me as the savior of Christmas because I'm tired of dealing with all of you jerks. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's sort of what happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, so then he goes down in history as... As Rudolph, the famous yeah. red-nosed reindeer. And uh, what I think is really interesting is that they realize, hey, you know, Rudolph is different. And actually, we really need that. We need somebody different, and mm -hmm. we need somebody mm -hmm. different every time, not just when there's a bad snowstorm. But this, this person has something about them that other people don't, and we need it. We need it every year. And it's a really beautiful story uh, to tell children and to tell adults that just because somebody is different than you doesn't mean that they have any less value. And in fact, there are things that everybody can bring to the table to make Christmas and every day really special. That's right. Yeah. Rudolph saves the day. Uh, Hermie uh, is a full-fledged dentist now. He even schedules an appointment for his old uh, jerky elf boss uh, <laughs> to come in and uh, get his uh, teeth checked out. Um, and Yukon and Bumble, that's okay because Bumble's bounced. So they were all good. And now... Uh, the abominable snowman bumble he's there he can help christmas town he puts like the tree the star on top of the tree uh so that's good so all is well that ends well and that is the story of rudolph the red-nosed reindeer um michaela there there are a couple of uh, movies that i watch every year and there is one that stands out uh above the rest as the movie that i watch every year watched it every year uh, you and i both have merchandise uh from this because I don't know. One of my absolute favorites. Um, it's a Wonderful Life might be my favorite Christmas movie, but I think that's more of like a favorite movie. Movie. This this is my holiday jam right here. I yeah. love Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Yeah. No, it's hard not to love. I mean, I think um, if you don't love it, like my husband hates this film, and I just want to talk a little bit about it because everything that he doesn't like about it is totally true. Uh, you know, people aren't nice. Uh, people, you know, alienate this person because he's different. That's not okay. Um, but I think that this is a really beautiful story uh, to teach people how to be kind and how to be accepting and how to be inclusive. Yes, I know it sounds woke, mm -hmm. but they were doing it in 1964, everybody. And they thought it was cool then. We can think it's cool now. And we should do it every day. Um, I agree with you. I think this is a great film. It's beautifully animated. It stands up to the test of time. Um, it's it's really tongue and cheekly written. Uh, I think I still chuckle when I see some of the some of the things that are done. Um, some of the scenes. I love kind of the weirdness around Yukon Cornelius. I love Hermie. Hermie is definitely. Um, like one of my favorite characters because he just, he knows himself and he's not afraid to, to just 
accept who he is. He never once says, mm -hmm. oh, I wish I wasn't a dentist. I wish I was the same. Um, he's like, I'm going to be a dentist. That's what I want to be. And he doesn't make other people feel bad that they don't want him to be a dentist. But he's like, this is just who I am. And I think that's such a great thing for children and adults to see. Um, and I get I understand mm -hmm. that there's all these layers that we're putting onto this story. But at the end of the day, um, that's what makes this movie so amazing. And it is uh, one of my favorites, if not my favorite. It's certainly my favorite, quote unquote, kids film to watch every year more than how the Grinch stole mm -hmm. Christmas. Um, I just love it. And I feel like um, the music, not only the soundtrack, but the score is also really special um, in the way that they mm -hmm. kind yeah. of make the, they change the moods when you go to the Island of Misfit Toys and it's kind of the sadness and longing kind of song versus it when it's really scary, when the abominable snow monster is kind of looking after, is kind of running after Hermie and Rudolph um, to kind of this joyousness at the very end when you're having a holly jolly Christmas. It's awesome. Just awesome. Yeah, it's 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 really good. It's one that I look forward to uh, watching every year uh, for sure. And yeah, it does have some some you know really good themes, you know, obviously like the, the bullying and stuff is there, but, you know, it kind of comes uh, full circle. And then, you know, the, the amount of things that this has gone on to kind of, you know, inspire and be you know different versions of there have been several versions now of of kind of the story even this particular you know kind of version of rudolph the red-nosed reindeer went on to get its own kind of sequels um and things over the next kind of decade of storytelling there the the soundtrack is amazing i love the score i love like this big like symphonic kind of score like undertone uh to it is is really great and yeah it's just uh it's just it's just a, a really really fun time and it definitely gets me in the christmas spirit so let us know out there um, if you decide to mix yourself up some glue vine to have along with Rudolph or what you think of Rudolph. Uh, who is your favorite reindeer? Uh, you know, if you are into finding silver and gold like Yukon Cornelius, let us know all of that stuff. Um, you can do that on our social medias. It's at Drink the Movies on Instagram and X and Threads and Blue Sky and Facebook.com slash Drink the Movies. Um, if you want to uh, connect with us and find the written recipes, stuff like that on our website, you can do that. It's www.drinkthemovies.com. And if you want to go a little bit uh, deeper and uh, support and get in some more bonus stuff, you can do that on our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Drink the Movies. Uh, we appreciate every one of our patrons over there. Uh, thank you so much for all of your support and uh, excited to get some more bonus content out to you soon. So, Michaela, uh, we also appreciate anyone who takes the time to subscribe to the podcast and leave us reviews all that good stuff. Where can they do that? You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Good Pods, anywhere where you're listening to right now. There is a like button. There is a subscribe button. You can leave a five-star review. It really helps us uh, get all the Drink the Movie stuff out there. Um, we are so excited to be in our third uh, holiday season uh, to be able to talk about movies. We talk about music a little bit too sometimes. Fourth? Is this our fourth? Oh my gosh. It's our, it's our fourth. <laughs> it's time our flies. fourth. Time wow. Flies. So we're so knocked out and excited to be able to do it, but we really can't do it on our own without you. So um, if you're liking what you're hearing, please subscribe, tell your friends. It really helps us get all the Drink the Movies goodness out there. Absolutely. So uh, with that, Michaela, I think it's time for us to go mix up some more Gluevine because I heard that a winter storm is rolling in uh, and we don't have Rudolph's special abilities to help us see the way, but we do have a good recipe for some Gluevine. So let's go do that. So let's mix up another batch of that and we'll talk to everyone next time on Drink, Drink the Movies. The movies. There's always tomorrow. <laughs> mm, needs work. <laughs> Needs work, yeah, no kidding. All right, Santa. <laughs>